For many years, acne scarring was considered to be a result of severe acne, but recent research shows that scarring can affect any patient, regardless of the severity. Additionally, acne scarring can significantly reduce a patient's quality of life, which is why it's important that treatment is started early to achieve better outcomes. So what are the assessment and treatment strategies available that can help us reach that goal? Welcome to Derm Consult on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Matthew Keller, and joining me today is Dr. Linda Steingold, Director of Dermatology Clinical Research at Henry Ford Health System in Detroit. She's also the Division Head of Dermatology at Henry Ford Health System in West Bloomfield, Michigan. Dr. Steingold, welcome to the program. Thanks so much for having me today. To start off with some background, we know that there's some new research on the pathophysiology of acne and acne scarring. Can you briefly explain those findings for us, Dr. Steingold? Absolutely. Acne scarring is probably the most important sequelae that we worry about when we're dealing with our patients with acne. And one of the things we're starting to understand is that acne scarring, as you mentioned, is something that can occur, we know, with those patients with nodulocystic disease, but it also occurs in those patients who have superficial inflammatory acne. And studies have shown, actually, that when we look at atrophic scars, it turns out that it's probably the papule, and especially those papules that are, are present for longer periods of time, that tend to be the precursors to the atrophic acne scars. With that in mind, which of our patients are at risk for acne scarring? And what risk assessments can we use to determine this? Well, unfortunately, pretty much any acne patient is really at risk for acne scarring. Of course, those patients who have the deep nodules and cysts, we know that those can leave acne that can be very difficult to treat. But even patients that have papules or pustules, those patients can also end up having some scarring. And we know that there are certain risk factors associated with the development of scarring, especially those patients who have a family history of acne scarring, those patients who have kind of the worst acne that they've seen, and especially those patients who delay treatment before getting their acne under control, they're at higher risk for scarring. Now, if we turn our attention to treatment, what are the new options available for acne scars and how are they different from previous methods? Well, what's interesting is we've always thought about treating acne scarring with a device something that will help get the skin under control with either a, a deep chemical peel or a process that will help thin the skin or decrease the scarring. But for the first time, we actually have some data that a topical therapy can help either minimize the risk of scarring and in, in some cases actually reverse the atrophic scars. So a number of years ago, the fixed combination of adapalene and benzoyl peroxide, the 0.1 and the 2.5%, showed that by using this drug, we could actually prevent the development of new scars in patients who had moderate inflammatory acne. And this was studied in a split-phase study. But then more recently, there was a study that looked at the higher concentration of adapalene 0.3% with the fixed combination of 2.5% benzoyl peroxide. And this was also a split-phase study where they looked at patients who had at least 12 atrophic scars on each side of their face. On one half, they treated with the fixed combination, and in the other half, they treated with just the vehicle. And what they found was not only did the active side not have the development of new atrophic scars, but we actually saw a reduction over the course of six months in the number 
of atrophic scars. And those uh, on the on the vehicle side, we actually saw an increase in scars. So overall, there was about a four scar difference between the treated side and the untreated side. And what's important here is this is the first time we can tell our patients if you treat with a really good topical agent, and in this case, it was a fixed combination of a dapline 0.3 and a 2.5% benzoyl peroxide, over time, we have the possibility of actually making those scars not only less visible, but actually decreasing the number of scars. For those just tuning in, you're listening to Durham Consult on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Matthew Keller, and today I'm speaking with Dr. Linda Steingold about acne scarring. So, Dr. Steingold, now that we know more about our current treatment options, let's focus on the patient. What are the psychological and psychosocial impacts that can affect their quality of life? We have to remember that any defect, especially in a visible area on the skin, can have a tremendous effect on patients' quality of life. And unfortunately, this is something that we see not only in adolescents, but also young adults, and it can persist even into to later adulthood. And we know that people are judged on their appearance. It's absolutely true. And, you know, there have been studies that look at patients who have active acne, but they also look at, at patients who have just acne scarring. And we find that they are judged. They're thought of as being less successful, less outgoing, less intelligent. And it and so people feel like they're being discriminated against, but it, it, part of it is really true. We are being judged by society. And that leads to a really significant negative impact on patients' overall quality of life. Now, what are some of the challenges of acne scar prevention you've encountered with patients? Patients have to understand that when we're talking about acne, inflammation under the skin actually starts before the development of a visible acne lesion, and it persists even when they think that lesion has gone away. When you see the, the pink spots on the skin that look like the acne has pretty much gone away and it's just pink, we have to realize that the, that's still active an active inflammatory spot, and those pink spots can develop into atrophic scars. So what we have to tell our patients is we have to be aggressive in getting that acne under control. We have to be aggressive in keeping it under control. And I think it's important to talk about the sequelae of acne, the dispigmentation and the scarring at the very first visit. So the patients understand this is going to be an ongoing relationship. They're going to have to do their part and the physician will do their part but it's really a team effort to keep the patient looking their best possible. Now, with those challenges in mind, can you share some strategies that might help us overcome those obstacles? Absolutely. First of all, I think it's important to set up the expectations at the very first visit. You know, our patients are surrounded by misinformation. Everybody thinks that they can go online or they can, or they can eat something or apply something that's going to get their acne clear overnight. And the truth is that just is not going to happen. Getting acne under control is not something that takes days or even weeks. It might take months. So we have to have a strategy that's basically get that acne under control. But unfortunately, once we get it under control, we didn't cure you. So it's going to take an ongoing active maintenance to keep the acne under control. And you can't just stop 
You know, everybody wants a drug holiday, but unfortunately, you know, getting it under control and keeping it under control can be quite a challenge. So people have to understand you have to be compliant. You have to do the right things. Don't manipulate the lesions. Use your medication even when you're tired and you don't feel like it. And together, we have the tools today to get really good success. Now, before we come to close, Dr. Steingold, is there anything else you'd like to share with our audience about how we can better treat acne scars for our patients? I think being sympathetic to the patient, understanding that active acne matters, the sequelae of acne matters, the dispigmentation matters, the red spots matter, and the atrophic scars matter. And so understanding that straight up and and talking to the patient, even at the very first visit, and telling them you understand, you understand how frustrating it is, you understand how embarrassing it is, and letting them know that we can put a plan in place that will get them under control and keep them under control. And the fact of continuing to work on it and continuing to work together will lead to a successful outcome. Well, those are all great takeaways when it comes to acne scar prevention. And I want to thank my guest, Dr. Linda Steingold, for sharing her insights. Dr. Steingold, it was great having you on the program today. Thanks so much. And thanks for covering this very important topic. For ReachMD, I'm Dr. Matthew Keller. To access this episode and others from this series, visit ReachMD.com slash DermConsult, where you can be part of the knowledge. Thanks for listening.